think I want to do this. Do you have us side by side? Yes, I do. Do you not see it? Well, that's on your computer. That's on my computer. That's on my Before phone. you get into your juicy thing, I'm going to pull a card for us because I want people okay. to think that we're like witches or something. I am very impressed that you can shuffle those cards because they're enormous. They are really big. I've got big hands. You've <laughs> got big hands, Ali, because it's like... <laughs> I can't get my hands around them. Yes, you have tiny little proper hands. I have big, meaty American hands. <laughs> oh, hi. Who's that for? This is for both of us. Peacock spirit. Let it Let shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Oh, my God. I love this so much. If I could just put it right here. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to explain what they are, or are you just going to pull it and stick it on nope. your forehead? This is okay, part of great. the magic and the mystery that is there. What are they doing? <laughs> so this is to inspire both of us to, this is our inner peacock. This is like part of peacocking, if that is a, a verb. I think so like, you've just made it into a verb. I, I am going to explain for Tracy, because if Tracy's listening <laughs> rather than watching this. What are these? Yes, please. Ali has just pulled a card from a pack called uh something the like magic spirit, spirit animal oracle so now people are really going to think we're witches we're not witches <laughs> and that is the card and she's just pulled the peacock spirit let it focus. shine card it won't and then there's it. like a whole thing you can read in the book about the peacock we're not going to do that mm -hmm. we're more creative than that i'm scratching my head there's something going on there <sighs> Welcome, Tracy, to our podcast. <laughs> Heidi, isn't there a Heidi that watched our podcast? No, there was a Helen. 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 Hi, Helen. And also Rachel. And Hi, also Rachel. Margaret. And, Margaret. Oh, yes, Margaret, who said she'd love to be on the show. We're calling it a show now. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yes, she'd yes. love to be on the show. Oh, Margaret. Um, and numerous other people who I are too numerous to mention. Get asked. Too numerous to mention. I'm super <laughs> in love with all of that. The, the fictitious Tracy who lives in Illinois. Wisconsin. Oh, I beg your pardon. Wisconsin. <laughs> Wis or Winsco Wisconsin. Yeah, she lives Wisconsin. in Wisconsin. She lives in Wisconsin. Yes. Tracy well from Wisconsin. Thank you so much for listening, Tracy. <laughs> Amazing. We are talking so, about failure today. Oh, goody. Oh, goody gumdrops. Isn't that a fun topic? Who Yay. else wants to hear about failure? <laughs> ah. Where do you want to start, Mia? Well, I feel like I'm in a confessional. Got I know. A wooden desk and a blanket over my knees and my hands clasped in my lap. Um. <laughs> Well, my opening thoughts this morning were, I feel a bit miserable. I mm -hmm. went out last night with Margaret and Rachel. Was and it to the discotheque? It wasn't to the discotheque. No, we went out for a meal. Okay. Um, and it was really, really lovely, but I didn't go to bed till like, you know, half past midnight or something. I went to bed late. Whoa. And so I'm feeling a little worse for wear this morning and um just got some stuff going on in my head um which has left me feeling a little bit a low level of anxiety mm -hmm. it's a um 
it's a familiar um, problem, the thing that's going on, and the low level of anxiety that's created around the problem is also familiar. And it's kind of, you know, it had me thinking, oh, I'm going to fail at the podcast today because... I'm not feeling bright and sunny and I haven't looked at the notes until about four seconds ago to see what did we write. And then when I looked at it, it didn't really make much sense. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so that's where I'm at, sort of feeling like I'm going to fail at this today because I don't have the you right your energy. Shit together. I don't have my shit together. I don't have the right energy to bring to the show to which is to what our we're show. now we're now gonna oh call my god it. it's not even a podcast it's the show it's a show pretty soon we're gonna have a studio we're gonna record them in advance okay so let's say you show up today you're not feeling great you're worried about failing literally right now mm. what does that bring up in you mm. It makes me want to unhook my bra. Yay. <laughs> you go ahead. Um, yes, there's a tightness in my chest. So there's a physical experience of sort of just feeling a little bit tight around the chest. Um, but, and, but also it's not that bad in so much as I'm here with you and so I'm able to, and I'm sharing. So I'm not operating over the top of yeah. the fear of failing. I mentioned it to you before you clicked record. I'm yeah. mentioning it to you now. So I think somehow that's easing the experience. Um, yeah. Go. Well, I think the pre like before you hop on and you've got mm. all of this fear that you're going to fail you're not showing up the way you're supposed to right you're not being a good mm. girl mm. and then so there's it's it's like there's the fear and then you get into the thing and I don't know what happens to the fear. Like I still, when I get to the end of the diving board, right. And I look mm. down and I'm like, there is no way I'm jumping off this thing. It's too scary. Mm. Like that is the, the suffering part. That's the part that's really uncomfortable where you're just mm. like, screw this. I'm going back down. But then as soon as you jump, it, it vanishes. I think. It often does. It does seem to. Um, yes. There's something about being, I wonder, being in action. Yeah, yes. But I feel like we've maybe jumped jumped a little far ahead. That's sure. the feeling I'm having. Okay. Um, to kind of like the failure being gone, the fear of failure being gone. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I think don't... that it goes away. I don't – It what, what struck me was you were saying – you know, I was thinking all of these things before we got on, but now mm. I'm here and, and we're doing the show, <laughs> right? And, and I think your fear of failure is still there. 
Uh, yes, I feel less vivacious and exuberant, and I've got smaller earrings on, Ali. <laughs> They're still super big. I was going to put on like bangly earrings, but it didn't feel right with my athletic get up here. Yeah, absolutely. I think we should get to the point where we're wearing like enormous. <laughs> Like they Is that should a sale? Yeah, they should become <laughs> these huge things. Oh, I don't have my handbag in here. I've got a lovely Is that a coaster? Handbag. Yeah. <laughs> larger and larger. And we're just wrapped. We're naked, but... but With two bras earrings. hanging from our ears. Yes. Enormous earrings. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, even that kind of detail, it's like, oh, I don't have such nice earrings to wear today. We should just turn earrings. this off. We should just stop recording now. <laughs> Fuck it. We're not doing yeah. it today. Your earrings so are those, all wrong. Those are kind of like small things, you yeah. know, these small, tiny ways. I mean, they're, they're so insignificant. And yet they're still taking up um, what you as an American would call real estate. We do. Square footage. Mm. What do you guys call it? Space, just taking up space in my brain. I think that's what we call it. Mm, there's something more British than that. Gotta be. Possibly. Something really eloquent and long-winded. Mm. <laughs> yeah, something good eyebrow action there. Um, so, yeah. So they're really tiny things, and oh. yet they were taking up space in my brain. They were they were floating through my mind as, as additional ways that I would fail. Um on top of the the base layer of failure that I'm not bringing the same zippy zappy energy that I that I felt I brought to the conversation and the show last week yeah so yeah and and the lack of preparation feeling like oh I'd sat down 10 minutes before last week and I looked at the notes and today I only sat down two minutes before and looked at the notes and and it's sense. all wrong uh, yeah it's all yeah. wrong it's all wrong I'm doing it wrong yep what does it um, get you um what does that get you out of hmm. in this situation what does it get me I might be able to answer what it gets me more okay. easily let's do that um I think it gets me to have the, f it's a familiar experience. So it gets me to have the familiar experience of how I identify and relate to myself. So I'm in a familiar space of, oh, yes, Mia, you're going to fail. That's familiar. Mm -hmm. So it, it um, reinforces mm -hmm. like the right, wrong, the either or, like the mm -hmm. small, constrained, constricted way of being just so. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So it's familiar. So it, mm -hmm. it, it creates familiarity for me. I'm like, oh, yeah, I recognize this. I recognize this failure. Mm -hmm. And I suppose there is a comfort even in that discomfort. There's a familiarity, yes. a familiarity in the uncomfortable feeling. And, and, you know, it's a known feeling. What does it get me out of? I don't know, Ali. I don't mm. know if it gets me out of. Well, it wouldn't get me out of doing the podcast because I've agreed to do the podcast with you. I don't know. I don't have an answer to that question. It's okay. Something to ponder. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, like, can I see something that it gets you out of? 
it may get you out of having to consider um that doesn't land though i was thinking like maybe it gets you out of the right wrong but that's not actually what i think it gets me out of is accepting the fact that i can show up in a bunch of different ways i can show up in a range of different ways um and i think it goes back to the first point i made that i have an image of who i am so i have sort of yes. maybe quite a fixed identity image yeah of who i am and i'm losing the thread a little bit but there's something about identity that if yeah. i can if i accept that i'm flat and i'm i'm broadcasting this because i'm on a, i'm in a conversation with you i'm not just quietly sitting at home on my own yeah i'm in a conversation with you which we will share on youtube and facebook with, with helen and margaret and tracy <laughs> yes and tracy and rachel and jill yeah. yes and all the people and so um there's like a set way. I'm listening. I'm I'd just like... closing a drape. Keep going. Okay. Set way that I'd like to show up. And so if I'm coming with a different energy level, it's like, ah, and then we get back into that performative piece. Yeah. Um, so there's something about my identity. And if I accept that I can have low energy and broadcast it, not just keep it squirreled away secret at home, but broadcast it in what feels like quite a public arena. Yeah. Um, I'm pushing myself to accept more of who I am, yeah. who I really am, yeah. and not um, the image that I would like to portray. And that's scary. Well, everything's scary. <laughs> Can you name one thing that isn't scary? <laughs> I don't think kittens are scary, but there they are, are if you're like a mouse. That. <laughs> it's so true yes and there are people that don't like it so mm. I get that so going a little bit broader yeah if you're happy to do that I am um cool um can we take a tangent yeah, I swear to god go. we can come back yeah yeah go go what happened with the beautiful painting that was on the floor in your office it's well, not there. It's not there. Where is it? It's on the floor upstairs in my room. <gasps> Still on the floor, <laughs> but it will be nailed to the wall once I've measured out where it's going. Yeah, it's going up. And how has it been putting your gorgeous art in your bedroom where only you see it? Well, it hasn't quite happened yet. It's gone upstairs. But yes, I mean, I think, I think obviously taking surface level actions mm. you know what I would call and forgive me people who know more about you know CBT than I do but but sort of taking the the action mm -hmm. of taking the picture upstairs is part of the puzzle yeah. but it's not the only thing to do to to shift these pieces of you know yeah if it were that waste. easy yeah we would yeah. all be amazing exactly we'd all be fixed and amazing and you know free and blah blah yeah so it's 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 a step yeah but I don't think that's cured me in inverted commas um right. 
of feeling like, oh, it's a waste, but it's definitely a step and there's more work to do in that area. But yes, I'm, I think I'm actually going to be comfortable with putting the picture up there. How does it feel? Like what popped up for you when you put it in your room? I want to say nothing. Okay. And you're thinking that's wrong from your face, <laughs> from your face circus, right? The things that are going on. Is... <laughs> it's a wrong answer. You did yes, it wrong. I'm not aware of, no, I actually, I'm probably lying. There was probably a mild sense of satisfaction, a mild sense of irritation as well at being kind of made to do it as if <gasps> that was going to make a difference. Yes. You know, and a few beautiful people have messaged me and said, oh, you deserve to put the picture in your room. Put the picture in your room. I love it. cheerleading. Yes. Yeah, which is so lovely. Yeah. Um, but, I, but then there's kind of like a, it's back to this identity thing relating to failure. Then there's still a bit yes. of a grumpy old woman living inside me who's like, well, that's not going to make any difference. I'm still determined yes. to think that I'm a failure and that I'm not worth it. Hmm. How indignant. Yes, Ooh, that something so would make a difference for me. <laughs> yeah, I love that all of that is there. You didn't not feel nothing. You felt all sorts of yes, things. Yes, I felt a few things actually. Yeah, thanks. For yeah, were you mad at me friend. for like inviting you to do it? Um, I was um not mad, but I did think this is a pointless thing to do. Like, how is that going to make any freaking difference yeah. that I take that upstairs? Like. Yeah. Ta-da, I've taken the picture upstairs. <laughs> now what? And, <laughs> yes, it's a slightly aggressive, like, yeah. And Ali. Yeah. I love it. I love that yeah, so, so much. Yeah, there's a tiny bit of that, kind of like, but but the picture has moved. I mean, people who know me well will know that pictures are constantly moving around this house on the floor. <laughs> they just like what? How you get up and it's like in a different position? Crunch, crunch, crunch. Yeah, we're just walking over pictures because they just get, you know, <laughs> they just get. Anyway, but yeah, these are going to go up on the wall. We'll see what Beautiful. happens. Yeah. So Thank thanks for, for asking, not thanks yes. for asking. asking. Yeah. Mm. Fuck you, and I love you. Yeah. Mm. Thank you so much. Okay, so, so we were going to get elevated. We were going to get elevated. Up Here we go. Looking down on failure, what pieces do we see? What do you got? Well, my flavor of failure really comes in, in maybe two or three. It's really two different places. So my fear of failure isn't fear that I'm failing, it's the 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 things I make it mean, right? Mm -hmm. So when I fail, um, I remember there was, I was on Adam's podcast, I don't know, three years ago. Mm -hmm. And he asked me um, if I had a goal for my business. And it's, I was like, no, I don't get, I don't work that, I don't like goals, I don't do projects. And he was like, neat. So if you had to have one, like, what would you make it? And I was like, I just don't. And he's like, well, what if you just picked one? And I was like, well, why would I bother? I'm kind of like with the picture, like, what the fuck? What is the point? Yeah. And so finally, so he's like, kind of like, you know, poke, poke, poke. And finally I was like, I don't know, a million dollars. 
And he's like, okay, so your goal is to make a million dollars. And I started, I remember this and I, I started listening to and I was crying on mm. his show. Mm. And he's like, what is happening right now? And I was like, I'm already disappointed because there's no way I can make a million dollars. I'll never make it. He's like, okay, <laughs> I asked you a question. You answered the question. You've already like run off into the future and fucked it mm. all up. Mm. Isn't that it? And that's where we got to Schrodinger's asshole. Like somebody in the equation is an asshole. Or it's like either I'm an asshole, they're an asshole, but somebody here is an asshole. And he's like, ah, Schrodinger, Schrodinger's asshole. And I was like, that's so good. Well, you've heard of Schrodinger's cat? No. Like it, it's a philosophical, forgive me, I have no idea. I'm making all of this up, but this is my memory of it. Is that Schrodinger, okay. there's a theory mm -hmm. that like a cat, you put a cat in a box and the cat dies, but like, I'll have to look it up. I don't know how to go from here to there, but it's like neither dead nor alive until we observe the cat. Uh, Something like that. And I think it has okay. to do with particles. I sound really blonde right now. I think it has to do with particles, <laughs> maybe neutrons. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, hmm. but I digress. So bring it back home, Allison. So one of the things that I swim in constantly when it comes to failure is I am disappointing myself because I won't be able to do it. I'll put mm. like, I'll put a goal and then I won't reach it. Mm. And then I'll be disappointed and, or I will disappoint somebody else. But there's like a thing, which is what happened this year in a program mm. just recently where I'm trying to run two programs. They, they happened to be on the same day. And I was like, I can do it. And I hopped around between programs that happen to be on the same day <clears throat> only to disappoint myself because I didn't get all the things mm. I wanted. And then at the last, the very final call for one of the programs, I couldn't be there mm. because the other program had me, I chose to do something in that program that happened at the same time. It's a long story. I was trying not to disappoint every, anybody and I disappointed mm. a whole entire group of people and disappointed myself the entire nine months that I was hopping back and mm. forth. So it's, you said disappointment about 500 times. times. So yeah, so it's, it's disappointment. I believe, yes, that would be a good mm. word for it. <laughs> it is the word you've used. Yes. Yeah. Mm. And then the other place that it shows up is um, looking stupid. I'm going to look stupid. Uh, How so? I don't know. I mean, I can go back and point to all the reasons why I have the chip on my shoulder of like never looking stupid, mm. but it is a big thing. And I think I got an engineering degree because I was afraid people would think I was stupid. Mm. Who does that? Right. Um, mm. I wanted, I was constantly, I think it was a big thing in my, in my childhood was like being smart was highly valued. Could mm. you be smart? Could you be clever? Could you be ingenious? And then when I was, I was rewarded handsomely for that. And then I got out in the world. And it's funny because I, I surrounded myself, my friend group was really, really high IQ. And I, like, I wasn't as smart as them. And, and I'm not like saying that to belittle myself. I, I'm not as smart as them. I'm just not. They have higher IQs. They get higher ACT scores. 
ACT is a standardized test we use in America to get into colleges, mm -hmm. by the way. Mm -hmm. They they scored better in school. They took, and I like tried to keep up with them. That is my perspective of my, my child. So as I go through life, it's like I, I find the smartest people in the room and then I try to keep up with them. In if, order to avoid looking stupid. It's not even to avoid looking stupid. It's almost like, I want, I, it's like the person who wants you to think that they're funny and they're always telling you how funny they are. And you're mm. like, if you have to tell me how funny you are, you're not that funny. Like mm. I was constantly like broadcasting how smart I was. I'm an mm. engineer. I've got an MBA. I've, you know, here's mm. the, all of the smart fucking things I've done. So your fear of failure, the significance that you add to it is, um yeah that you're going to disappoint people yep and that you're going to look stupid people will think i'm stupid and what are the and i think you've touched on it but what's the impact of that so you're worried about yeah. failing you do you you've added this added the significance disappointment i'm gonna look stupid what's the yeah. impact what are the actions you take um, well, until last year, I never set goals ever, ever, ever. I mean, mm. not never. I mean, I got degrees and all like, those are goals. Mm. Um, I very rarely would set timelines because if I missed them, then I was a big dummy and I was a loser and I disappointed people. Um, I didn't wing things like I over prepared for mm. a lot of things because I never wanted to be caught trying to wing it and then looking stupid in front of a group I didn't mm. try new innovative things I didn't try to enroll people in things that I wanted to do you know so constricting limiting my life didn't so is is this all past is there no longer an impact in your life no it's still present I'm looking at the places that I have where that's happened mm. and yes it still happens like my daily clearings for those of you like Tracy who don't maybe don't know what that is mm. I do a daily clearing every day where the first thing is to write down all my thoughts, fears, and concerns that are just in my mind in that moment. Mm. And then the next step is to like, what do I make that mean? And when I go to that step, those are the deep seated beliefs that I don't even want to admit I have. Right. And one that comes up almost every day is that I'm stupid. Mm. Like this is means that I'm, this means I'm stupid. If mm. I think this, then that, um, so it's, it's every day, almost every day. Like if I look at my clearing is right here, I write it down. Mm. Yeah, it's at least three to four days a week I write that. Mm. So it's very present. The disappointment doesn't come up as much. Irrelevant comes up. Mm. So Maybe a flavor, in, yeah, yeah, irrelevant. And then like we talked about last week, it's the fear of being forgotten, not being considered. Mm. So that, that too feels a little bit like 
some form of my where that feeds into failure. So does it stop you? Does the fear, your fear of failure to whatever degree that you have it now, does it stop you doing things now? Hmm. Let me think about that. I, I, my gut reaction is absolutely. Can I point to something? I don't have anything in the front of my mind. I have things that have recently happened where my fear of failure had me like, and I, but I've worked my way through them. So it stopped me originally. And then I like processed and was able to then go back in to face that fear of failure. Can you, can you make that real? Yep. So I missed, I have two leadership programs that happen on the same day. Mm. I've been able to, one is a full day program. And one is a two hour. Mm. And so what I'd done is in the full day program, I had it so that the two hours that I wanted to be in this program, the, the two hours were, were taken care of. They mm. didn't require me being in the room. In fact, mm. like, you know, I actually tried to create a higher level of, ex of leadership in that group by mm. virtue of me not being in the room. That mm. was my goal for the year. And at the very end of the year, the person who was going to fill in those two hours could not do it at the last minute. Mm. So we tried to find other people. Nobody could do it. So I said I would do it. I made a choice in that moment, right? Mm. Which meant I couldn't be on this call. I couldn't be in this group for those two hours. <sighs> so I was like, oh, that's, I fucking failed. Like, I was mm. trying to create all this magic and I was going to be like this super evolved leader mm. that can do all the things. Right. And then suddenly I was like, shit, I can't, I can't twist and turn to be. And so my original reaction was like, what would leader do? And I sent a, out into the group a message that I will not be making this call. And so my fear of failure was like, I am not going to talk about that. I'm just going to put it, I'm going to be a good leader. I'm going to do the mm -hmm. responsible thing to let people mm -hmm. know. I'm going to be impeccable with my word. I'm no longer able to keep my commitment mm. here, you know. And by the way, I've got it handled next year because now they're on separate days, the two groups. So got my poop in a group. But so that, was, that sounds, yeah, go, sorry. So that, that was works. the fear of failure is that I just, I stepped over it. Yeah, I didn't want for any of those people to question me mm. or to think poorly of me or to like somehow like um, I didn't even really want them to reflect how it landed on them. Mm. Shutting because, it down. Hell yeah. I put out a statement. Mm. That is all. And good night. <laughs> good night. Leaves and then the, leaves the stage. Yeah. And then somebody came back and was like, huh, that's interesting. I wonder like what is going on? You know, like, mm -hmm. so, so I, I received some reaction that was like, what, what is happening? This isn't, you know, this isn't, I don't, I want more, I think is what I, I kind of took from all of the, the responses that I got. So then mm -hmm. I had to go back. I didn't have to, I chose to go back and look at that and then put another and then add that to 
my response. Like, here's not from a place of being defensive or making excuses, but here's kind of like how how this has gone on my side to help people walk that with me. That yes, I'm still not going to make the call. Yes, I understand the impact that you know has left people in some state of who knows, right? But like not great when mm. you miss things that you've committed to. Understanding that and then also showing like, and here's how I can see what happened on my side, how I created the thing that I am now sitting in going, oh shit, mm. it wasn't because of anybody else. It's because I said yes. And I said yes for a lot of reasons that are deep and complicated. Yes. And I wonder if one of the reasons you said yes was to avoid failing Absolutely. or disappointing because you don't like to disappoint. Yes. Mm. And that that is like when I really unpacked all of it, I'm I didn't want the other program. I had the impression or the the game I was playing was like no one's going to really notice. And I'm not going to mm. ask for permission because that, too, is super confronting. And if I ask for permission and that program says, no, I need you there for all eight hours, you may not leave for any reason, mm. then I will have failed the other program because I can't do that one. Mm. And so I didn't ask. I just kind of like snuck around, pretended like I was super empowered because I'm going to create such a leadership experience with these guys during those two hours that everyone, we're going to be like, you know, this will be a mm. massive breakthrough. Almost like a smoke and mirrors effect. If I yes. if I wave some feathers and some things around here, you <laughs> won't notice mm -hmm. that I have in some way failed you. Is that that I am failing? That I am failing. I'm mm. failing both groups because mm. I'm not fully present either. And the biggest insight that I got from that entire nine months of jumping around is that I failed me. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it's landing for me, actually. That's what's what's coming forward for me, is that this is really about you. Yeah. Um, because I often think about failure as other people looking at me. So their opinion. Yeah. An external standard or idea about whether I have failed or succeeded. Yep. Um, and that that is obviously a thing. We it's take real. tests and yeah, we take tests and exams and we see we've failed, you know, there's an F on the paper or a P for pass. Um, so that is a thing, but I think I that's where my mind goes automatically. Um, and in the first instance, is oh, others will have judged me as having failed yeah. or succeeded. And I forget mm. my own experience of whether I feel I have succeeded or I have failed. Yeah. Which is a super tiny place to live. Because it's a context. How well, also, go. Well, how do you prove that you failed? How do you prove it? Hmm. 
Yeah, I think also my experience ends up being it's it's sort of not my own experience because I'm trying yeah. to work out what other people are thinking as yeah. to whether they think I have failed or I have succeeded. Right. So I'm constantly outside of myself using other people's standards and judgments yes. about whether I have failed or succeeded. And I'm not taking exams every day. If I were okay. taking exams every day, then there would be a very concrete, tangible pass or fail stamped yeah. on my yes. exam paper but yes. that's not that's not the situation I'm in on a regular basis that's not life no well not for me the the pass and fail that I'm looking at is is um is very different and it's mm -hmm. just in my day-to-day -day life just in my day-to-day day-to-day <laughs> life and I'm definitely looking at will other people have will they see me fail will they see me succeed um Which which is not about them at all. No. Even as you say that, people listening, they're probably like, that has nothing to do with them. That's to assuage no. yourself. Of? That you're doing it right. Mm. That you're on the right path. That you're mm. accomplished. That you're achieving. That, that you're... I haven't failed. Yeah. At being a human. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Failed at being a human. Yeah. Failing human. Yeah. And I think what I notice is um, my fear of failure has me, has had me live in a, a small container. Mm. Yeah. Because I don't want to fail. Yeah. I don't want to be seen as failing. I want to be seen as successful in in some some small way so by, i will keep everything who? by the people the people them the people okay yes yeah do you remember do you remember the film madagascar they yes. would say the people and say who are the people and he pointed up was there were loads of skeletons <laughs> those people yes those yes. people uh. yeah um yes just the faceless masses mm -hmm. the people and obviously sometimes specific people, you know. Sure. Um, but yes, yeah, so I will keep my, um, I will keep everything very tight and controlled and I won't step out. And I'm learning and practicing. I'm pra not learning. I'm practicing stepping out. Mm -hmm. And I can still feel myself holding back because I don't want to fail. Mm -hmm. But what I'm noticing is as I take small steps and I risk some failure, yeah. um, I get a little bit more facility with it. Yes. I get a little bit more comfortable. Um, and I am able to, to then build on that risk and take another small step. And... I remember talking to you about when I was learning Portuguese. Yes. I never studied Portuguese formally. I didn't have a book where I learned, yep. you know, the the grammatical structures. I didn't yeah, go to yeah. Portuguese, you know, classes to learn. Right. Um, I just practiced. I was living in Portugal and I just practiced. And I was driven by my desire to communicate with people. I wanted to talk. I wanted to hear what they had to say. I wanted to get into conversation. And I lived in a small um, town. It was probably a village, but it was a small, very small town. 
And although there was an English school there, which was why I was there, I was teaching English, you know, most of the people in the street, you know, were speaking Portuguese. And I just practiced, I made words up. I constructed, <laughs> I think, well, they often end in ow. I'll, I'll start a word and I'll put ow on the end and it'll sound Portuguesey. Yeah. And I might, I might get somewhere. Yeah. You know, I might kind of get it right. Yeah. And I didn't place significance on whether the word was right or not. And if I didn't know a word, I would, I would make up or I would add words around it to try and describe the thing. Yep. And if I got it wrong, it was never life-threatening, thankfully. Um, yeah. It was often funny. Yes. <laughs> and I became fluent. Yeah. So what'd you learn? Well, something about the driver, the thing that was inspiring me. Yeah was greater than my fear of getting it wrong. And also for some reason for me, that wasn't an issue. I've got a friend who um, was learning French yeah. around a similar time or, you know, I think we'd come back from Portugal at that point. But anyway, she was learning French. She was like, oh God, I feel really embarrassed saying French words out loud because, you know, I'm going to get them wrong. I didn't really have that fear. I suppose, to be honest, I, I did whatever fear I had or anxiety was really small. So that I guess what I'm seeing now, what I'm learning is there are other things. Um, it wasn't that I made some great leap and just overcame my fear yeah. of speaking Portuguese. I don't think I really had a fear. I think I just liked chatting. <laughs> and so I would make words up. And, if, you know, and eventually I, I heard enough to be able to repeat them and, you know, got the context like a child yep. learning their language. Yep. But there are other things that really do frighten me around which I place a lot more significance. Yes. Um, so being seen, being seen to get things wrong, a little bit like you, I'm going to look stupid. People are going to see the truth yeah. about me and see that actually I'm a bit of an idiot. Yeah. And so I'm frightened of that. Yeah. And so I'll stay in my small pond. Yes. You're writing that on my records, Alison. I'm you making this on my medical record. I'm giving you a C plus right now. You keep <laughs> okay. going. Okay, thanks. <laughs> I'm writing down something I'm learning as you're talking because I think it's okay. really good. Oh, okay. Um, I hope you caught the hollow laughter there from me. Um, <laughs> so down with my thread, Alison. Sorry. Give me my thread back. Oh, God. We can't rewind either because we're recording. Uh, um, what did you learn? There were there are other things. I don't know if this was where I was going. But anyway, there are other things that are far more frightening for me where I really don't want to fail. I do not want to be seen as an idiot. So I keep myself in a very small, tight ring. I, I want to be the big fish in the small pond. Mm-hmm. Because then I've learned all the stuff. I'm taking up most of the space in this small pond. Yeah. And I can see all the edges. And I'm not going to fail here. Yeah. And what I'm practicing, what I've been practicing over the last, I don't know, year, couple of years, is, is going into a slightly bigger pond yeah. each time. Um, and I don't like it. It's not comfortable. 
Um, however, what I am seeing is that I am becoming a little more comfortable each time with possibly failing. Yeah. I don't think this is mind-blowingly I don't think this is new news what I'm sharing. Well, and what did you catch? So it's not like people will be like, of course, you have to try. Otherwise, you'll never Mm. know. And that's Mm. that's true. What we tend to not. What we tend to like ignore when we're talking about fear is um, the experience of fear fear of fill in the blank doesn't even matter fear is fear and like we have a genuine physical psychological emotional spiritual like experience of fear and it Mm -hmm. can be real intense so what you've learned is let me see if i can say it the way i really want to say it practice fear okay practice being in fear or practice fear um practice being in fear Mm. so i would i will assert that there was a part of you that when you were learning portuguese that had the thought like it popped up like this might not be right and i'm gonna put an an ow on the end of a word excuse me possibly i mean you asked me if i had a feeling when i put the picture in my room and i said no and i and then i found out i did have some stuff um to say i can't remember because it was a thousand years ago i don't remember if i was frightened but i know that i can have are you okay you're coughing (laughs) don't expire i'm I'm 49 and i have goop in my throat my doctor says it's because I'm 49. Oh, really? Keep going. Yeah. I guess it happens. And I always have, like, shit in my eyes, too. But keep going. We're not going to talk about that. Okay. Ooh. Um, oh, Ali. This is... What is this? This is late night brain fog. <laughs> so you were talking oh, about... <laughs> you were talking about that you didn't have fear when you were practicing Portuguese. And I was submitting that you probably mm. had a little. Okay, you submitted that to the bench. Has that been... I did, been so I'd love over. to I see it. I got if you're like, it. I got, I got the piece of paper. Thank Wrong. you. It's been passed over. <laughs> um, and I submit that you may... You may have been right. I was speaking, practicing Portuguese with someone the other day, and I felt a little flutter because I was I hadn't spoken Portuguese for a while, and I was having to scrabble around a little bit yeah. for some words. Um, and yes, that was probably a small um, flutter of failure the same as this morning the small flutter of oh god I'm going to turn up I don't have anything to say I feel a bit blah I've had a late night I'm not feeling super buzzy and you know excited about the topic I wish we could pick another topic I don't got anything to say about it I mean Mm -hmm. we could have picked another topic and we did talk about picking another topic both went oh okay let's do it um so yeah, I just, I just, yes, I think practicing fear for me, I think it's practicing failure. It's practicing. And I was actually thinking when you are exercising properly, not the way I exercise, 
But I know that my sons, I know you when you're doing CrossFit, you will practice, you will lift to the point of failure. Yes. That is yes. the aim. Yes. Lift the weight to the point at, at which you cannot lift that weight anymore. Yeah. You're done. Yes. And my preferred method is <laughs> not lifting weights until you is, cannot is to just do what I can do. Yeah. I won't push myself. Mm. That is not my preference. My preference is not to push myself. So there might even be kind of like a, you know, peel back even more layers, like a mindset attitude. You lift weights, you lift weights to the point where you, um, you are failing to lift that weight and someone's there and they're taking it off you. No, you it's even more them. fun in CrossFit. You just throw it. You're like, oh Boop. and then it like bounces on the ground, makes a lot of noise. It's super satisfying. Yeah. Sorry. Keep yeah. going. So, but you practice that. And yeah. then I think, I think I can see where that shows up. That sort of approach shows up elsewhere in your life. I see you showing up like that elsewhere mm. where you'll jump in and go, I'll grab the weight. Yes. You've got that sort of attitude, whereas my approach has been and probably currently, um, but it's much more of a, I'm just going to I'm just going to potter along and eventually it will change. Eventually it will happen. Eventually I'll be able to do a little bit more. Yeah. So I've got much more of a slowly, slowly catchy monkey kind of approach. I don't want to push myself to the point of failure. So I think practicing You've said practicing in fear. For me, I think it's practicing failing. Yeah. Where can I practice failing a little bit each day? Almost like when I do my daily clearing, which is on the floor, yes. which is my final. Next to all your pictures and artwork. Floor. Yeah, all the stuff I keep on the floor. <laughs> um, yes, when I'm practicing, that may be, you know, maybe a thing to do is to say, where am I going to practice failure today? I'm going to yeah. do this. And I can see myself taking that on a little bit more, even since last week when I had the thought of going to consciously, actively practice failing a little bit each day. Yes. And thus far, with the things that I've practiced, I haven't failed. Yes. I believe so, you. Yes, I'm 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 currently telling the truth despite having lied earlier on this show. <laughs> um so I am currently telling the truth but I haven't failed. Um yeah. but I am also I know that I'm I'm using external sources of feedback mm. to to prove that I have not failed. I am also using my own internal barometer yeah to work out what did i feel like oh i don't feel like i'm failing here i don't feel like i'm failing i you know i had a small fail i was doing a presentation with someone and i was pressing the buttons in the wrong way so the slides were <laughs> you know <laughs> weren't doing they were like can you can you go back a slide and i was like yeah i will i don't know which button it is but yeah i will <laughs> just keep um, pressing things tell me when to stop yes yeah so, you know, that was a mini fail and I, I registered it and I noticed, oh, I can be with it. I can be yes. with this. And I know it's a tiny thing, but I'm practicing with small steps. Yeah. Um, but doing the presentation itself 
was an, a tremendous opportunity to fail because I hadn't delivered that presentation before and I hadn't had that much prep. Yeah. Like half an hour. Yeah. Um, well, in the and bigger... I winged it. You mentioned earlier not winging it. Did you say that? Yeah. You well, said that's, you, I said the I impact don't. For you. Yeah, exactly. You said you don't wing things. Well, I do now a little bit. Yeah. More and more. Just but that's like you. sort of flirting with failure, isn't it? Yes, if you wing something, absolutely. you're flirting. One is flirting with failure. And I think that's where I would like to play a little bit more. Mm. But consciously saying, I'm going to flirt with failure. I'm going to entertain. I'm going to generate failure today. Mm. I'm going to create failure. Yeah. I'm certainly going to try. How do you define failure? Oh, getting it wrong. Okay. For me, failure would be getting it wrong. And how do you know you got it wrong? Well, worst case scenario, somebody dies, but I'm I'm not in those situations very often. Because you're a heart surgeon. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, at the weekends. <laughs> um get getting it wrong. What was, the, what was the next question? How do I know I've gotten it How wrong? How do you know you've gotten it wrong? Um, ooh. Okay, I was going to say because of the feedback I get from other people. Yes. Um, but then I think there's also an internal experience yeah. of knowing that didn't land that didn't work and sometimes I sometimes it's not that I want to throw other people's feedback out because sometimes right. there are things I can't see and so their Absolutely. feedback might be useful to help me see something that's behind my head here that I can't see yes um, so I think it's a combination of Good. me working out that I've I've by seeing the results that are created yeah and seeing um checking in with my own internal experience of like that went well or no, that didn't feel right. Something there went wrong. How do you define failure? I, that's what I was sitting in. Like, <clears throat> if if I had a really clear, clear definition for myself, it's almost like an internal um, sense of, did I challenge myself? And am I, it's almost like, am I proud of myself for where I got? So if I go to lift the weight <clears throat> and last week or the last month I could lift more and today I cannot lift that weight, is that failure? And so I would say at least when I'm in the gym, it's a place that I, I feel really comfortable failing. Mm. So if I try my best and I can't get to the same weight, you know, I fail before I get to my number, um, how do I define that though? Did I, did I try? Cause I'm, I'm really trying to redefine it. Cause it used to be that that is a fail. And now I've redefined it as, <clears throat> is that what my body can do today? So it's like an internal sense of it. Was that really everything? Like was the vein popping out of my neck and was I, was I straining the hardest I could strain and I still cannot lift up, lift the weight. Mm. And if that's the case, then the number doesn't matter. Yes, technically it's a fail if I don't get to my number. And internally, I know like I was never, I can't get to that number today. Maybe tomorrow, maybe next week, but today I'm not able to do it. So it's almost like 
it depends on how I, um, how I treat myself because the old me would have beat myself up, said I was fat and disgusting and weak and lazy, like all of the like really tough, critical bully type. And that doesn't right. happen as much anymore. It still happens. I've got a question. You yeah. seem comfortable. Yeah. Um, I did look up failure, by the way. It just says lack of success. <laughs> That's not That's a definition. Lack is the lack of white. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but you're comfortable failing in the gym. Uh, yes, mostly. I still have, it still pops up. Like you're mm. weak, you're old, you're aging, whatever. Mm. I think where I'm looking is like you are relatively comfortable failing in the gym. Yes. Less comfortable failing as a speaker or delivering um, a it's, presentation. I'm uh, thinking of the yes. last week in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You just said you, you did a lot of prep yeah. in order to be able to deliver the presentation that you didn't think you were going to have to deliver and now you had to. So so there's some there's something about significance um in relationship to failure i don't mm -hmm. mind failing when i speak portuguese relatively speaking i was speaking right. to letty the other day and and i was kind of like crackling for words and i was like oh i'm failing a bit whatever the thought was but yeah. it was not that significant for me yep. but yep. there are other arenas yes. in which i do not want to fail yeah yeah so there's Same. something about the value the significance we place Yes. on a particular area of our lives or event or episode. Yeah, I don't know. I'm saying that as if it's like mind-blowingly important. <laughs> Ta-da! Well, it, it, the way I see it and the way I'm hearing it is we all have our own deep-seated beliefs that feed those voices. So that's where the failure is going to get real, real intense mm. that's where um i don't like you had a you had a fear of um the whitewater rafting that was a that was a mm. significant tangible fear like i could feel your fear and mm -hmm. that was like you were in the base of your brain you know your amygdala was like on fire and you and there were other people that didn't mm. and and so like it's it's really a lot of like our internal the the deep-seated belief like it's not safe for you it was not safe your experience of whitewater rafting is that not only is this not safe but like your amygdala was even saying like you're probably going to die today like this you're going to drown you're going to get bounced out of the boat which you did mm. hi <laughs> we'll put that picture up someday and like that was the so for you it was super significant so we all have that my point is that we all have the thing yeah yeah, I have my version. You have your version. The other eight billion people on the planet all have. And maybe, this maybe that doesn't matter. Maybe that's actually an irrelevant point. We've all got a thing. Yes. You know, you were we smiling, all have like it. a lunatic, happy as Larry in that boat, and I was not no. happy no. To go on the whole drive there. I didn't. You want weren't to do it. happy until after you got launched into the river, yes. which was not supposed to happen. You were not supposed no. to get launched. It was no. a risk that it could happen. That was mm. the fear that it might happen. Yes. And then yes. it happened. And we were and all like. The most, yeah. And it was the most amazing thing that happened. Right. And then it you could relax. Fabulous. 
Yeah. Yeah. Which is the thing again about about there's something about being in the thing that we're frightened we're going to fail at. Yep. We got to just start facing it, right? Somehow being with it. And I I feel like I'm making um, like a law or a rule, but I am noticing when I'm in the thing that I'm frightened, literally in it, like when I was in the river. Yeah. getting smashed about on the rocks and I was in the failure in the fear of the event I'm not sure if this is fear or failure but but then I was released yes then I was released yes that doesn't mean that fear wouldn't be there if I was then taken further up the river to go onto something wilder a, a, a wilder yeah. stretch of the river yeah. Yeah. I would then be facing a new frontier. Yes. And you'll be afraid a again. New, a new place to fail yeah. and risk. Okay, I think I got it. Great. We are all, fear is fear of failure, fear of whatever. Keeps us from doing things it's supposed to. That's its job. Humans have evolved so that fear will keep us from doing things like touching hot stoves and like not running when something's chasing us, right? And the the point I think we're making or our experiences have been when we continue to face and be with our fear, mm. it gets a little bit smaller. And that's it. Mm. It never goes away. No. It might get smaller. Mm. But at the end of the day, like the the... I talked to a guy, he's actually a client, he's in a men's group. And I said, look, the ego, like we don't need to back over it with our car. That's not the point. The point of our ego is let our ego do its job. And its job is to keep us from doing things that are dangerous, right? Mm -hmm. It's to protect us, it's to make us feel better about, it makes excuses and justifies why we don't, whatever. And he said, it's so funny that you say that we should be with it and treat it kindly and, and with reverence. He said, because I'm in a men's group and we constantly talk about killing the ego. And I went, kill it. Oh my gosh. It's such a, like a beautiful part of us, even though sometimes it has us behaving like idiots. Like Mm. the point isn't to like kill it. Like, I think there's a theory or there's a belief that, that there are some people out there that just aren't afraid of things. And Mm. I don't think that's the game. I'm pretty sure that's not the game. I'm pretty sure everybody is fearful. And the game is to be with the fear. Choose the fear anyways. Because Mm. if and when you do, it may just get smaller. It may even get to the point of me as Portuguese where it's like, it's only this big. Mm. You hardly even notice it. Mm. Yeah, I mean, this is making me think about something. There's... um, there's a job coming up at um, a place where I work, a place where I work. Yes. And I said that really weirdly. <laughs> and that job has come up three times. And I have had very valid reasons each time to not go for it. True, you know, Absolutely. true, real, valid reasons not to go for it. This time I still have reasons not to go for it. But what I'm noticing is 
I'm aware that on all the other previous occasions, as well as having valid reasons not to go for it, I was frightened of being seen for who I really am and who I really am is a failure or an idiot or yeah. not. And like I've created some kind of illusion, you know, smoke and mirrors keep waving the flags and, yeah. you know, doing the stuff. Yeah. And if I were to go for the interview, I'd be seen for who I really am. And I would, and then I'd be outed yeah. and I'd be seen as a failure. Yeah. And that job has come up again. And this time I'm going to go for it because not just because of this, um, but because one of the things I'm really noticing is I'm I'm actually prepared to fail at the interview. I'm now prepared to go for it and almost like the weight, test myself against yes. it. Yes. And see what happens. And I know back to your point that on that day, because obviously the interview, external people are being interviewed and everybody will be simply judged on their performance in the interview on that day. Absolutely. Quite rightly, because you've got other people coming along and all you've got is their CV and them in front of you for an hour. Right. So everyone has to be treated the same. Um, so however many reps I did last week in the gym or in the workplace, that's irrelevant. Because it's today's Based game on the day. Yeah, it's yeah. the performance. Yes. Yeah. On the day. Yeah. And I want now to play that game mm -hmm. where I um, was going to say pit myself which it, but it's sort of like that it's like a challenge yes to see okay I want to put pit myself against this task mm -hmm. and see what happens knowing that it will just be what happened on that day yes and yeah. that's a shift for me in my relationship to allowing myself to fail and the way I see it is it will be less significant whether or not you are chosen yeah, that's because, it it feels really insignificant right because you've already chosen to challenge yourself so yes. just your you're putting your hat in the ring is uh -huh. a win yeah yeah yeah, it feels in it feels far less significant, maybe not utterly insignificant. Yeah, but it feels far less significant now. Yes. As to whether I I succeed or fail as to whether I'm offered yeah. one of the jobs or not. It's more yeah. about I want to spar. I want to practice yes. and see what weight can I lift on that day. And that feels yeah. And that feels different. And I yes. think that is on the back of practicing a bit more. Yes. With failure, risking failure. If fear of failure, if facing that fear is a muscle, then we've got to practice. We've got to start with tiny weights because mm -hmm. that's what you were saying. It's like all of these baby steps, they feel so small. And like, why mm -hmm. am I bothering? Well, because like babies aren't born being able to run. Mm -hmm. Like or why first... am I even mentioning it? Because, I mean, I had a slight sense of feeling like a bit of an idiot when I mentioned that I I pressed the buttons the wrong way on the laptop or whatever to move the images yeah, yeah, on yeah. the screen and that that I had clocked that as a fail yeah. and kind of given myself a star for it. Yes. Because I failed, I survived that small failure. And yeah. so my 
my ego is saying, ah, oh, people are going to think you're an idiot for mentioning mm -hmm. that. It's such a tiny fail. You know, so yeah. many of us are up to much bigger things, blah, blah. But that's also irrelevant. It's like, oh, that was a tiny fail that day. Yeah. And when you are consciously deciding, I'm going to choose a fail every day. I'm going to choose to mm. face that fear every mm. single day. Mm. It it Practice. will. Yeah. It's, I mean, desensitizes us really. I mean, that's the, the therapeutic term, mm. right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> if I'm claustrophobic, which I am, I would oh, put myself in place. Oh yeah. I will put myself in places that are small and have no windows and are dark. And I feel like I can't breathe. And I do it over and over and over again until I desensitize myself to that fear. Mm. So this and is, you, and then you can be with it. Yeah. Doesn't mean the fear goes away. Just mm. means that now I'm confident that I can get through it. Mm. I'm still afraid I'm going to look stupid in front of people. I think that will mm. always be a thing for me. It's just mm. now I can be with more of my own stupidity mm. because I faced it and it doesn't mean yeah. so it's like the meaning gets a lot smaller. Yes. And well, yeah, that's it. That's yeah. period. Yeah. I think I'm good to put a full stop there. All right. What's your takeaway from today? Um, I think it's that I am in the practice mm. of of failing. And I kind of said that a couple of weeks ago that I was going to practice failing. Um, the door behind you is moving. That's hilarious. I have a, and there's a scratching sound. I know. She, I have a dog who, number one, I need to cut her toenails. So that was very clear. <laughs> and then she just lets herself come and go. There's okay. another doorway with no door on it. Mm. She doesn't want that doorway. She no. wants this one. She wants that one. I, I just sort of thought does. there might be a hand and you might just take <laughs> from the Yes. It's like, um, <laughs> yes, I think it's that I'm in the practice of failing and practicing failing. Yes. And seeing where I can and finding plentiful arenas. There are loads in the day. Yes. Um, to practice. And sometimes I'm picking them like I'm consciously picking um, the opportunity to pit myself and challenge myself against an interview, knowing that I might fail. Yeah. Yeah. And then there are other things that come up during the day where I, I you know, like pressing the buttons on that laptop. I didn't know I was going to fail there. And it happened anyway. And it just happened. It was like, yeah. OK, I'm going to take that fail as a win, like a tick that I failed today in some small way. And mm -hmm. I'm I'm strengthening that muscle. Yeah. Awesome. What's your takeaway? I'm sitting in a place where I love a good challenge. And uh, so I, I want to get really clear on the challenges that I take on because I want to learn and grow in that space. What happens is I say yes to all the challenges, always. Mm. I, the little, I call it little sister syndrome. If anybody invites me to do a thing. I'll say yes, because I just want to be included. And now I really want to want to be cognizant of the fails that I take on, like the fear of failure that I'm going to um, mm. engage in, mm -hmm. because it's something that I want. Mm. And that is a different experience, because I will take on things that other people mm. are afraid of and think that I'm winning. Like if you're afraid of like going whitewater rafting, then I'm a winner because I'm not afraid of that, right? Mm. 
Mm. If you're afraid of speaking publicly, I'll do it because I'm not afraid. Right. Like even the way that, so, so my fear of failure is like, I got to check in with myself. Is this something that I actually find scary? And then if I take it on, what, like you said on the other side. What's in it for you? Yeah. Yeah. What's in it for For, you? For what reason would I do that? So that's my takeaway. Cool. This was a long one today. I hope we haven't lost our listener. I I trust Tracy. I think she's probably she was with us. Hung in there. She's hung in there. Okay. And did we did we do the thing? Did we let it shine? I think there was a a warm glow. Yeah. I don't think we were very peacocky. They're real obnoxious. Mm. We weren't obnoxious. All right. I love you. We're gonna close this out.